Welcome to the Soma Church Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen. We hope what you hear fills your heart with hope and purpose. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and share it with friends. Here's today's message. I want to share with you a recipe for success, all right? I'm going to give you a recipe for success. Now, before I do that, let me just be very clear. I try to be very careful with guarantees because there are guarantees in the Word of God, but I also don't like 10 steps to this or three steps to this. And if you just do these five steps, then this will happen in your life. Like, listen, I would love to tell you every single time you pray, God's going to answer that prayer specifically and exactly the way you think he's going to answer it. But the reality is, is you don't have that guarantee in Scripture. You have the guarantee that as long as you're praying in line with the will of God, that God hears your prayer and that he will answer it. But, but, but I, I do believe that what I'm going to share with you today, with that being stated and with it being said, that I don't like doing that, I am going to share with you a recipe for success today. And that recipe is a spiritual law that whether or not if you're a Christian in this place today or a non-Christian, that you can practice this law and it will guarantee a result. And that principle is the law of sowing and reaping. It's the law of sowing and reaping. Now, most of us have heard it in this kind of way. If you stick your finger in a light socket, you will reap getting electrocuted. You know, you reap what you sow, kind of in a negative sense. And it's true. You know, that if you sow something bad or if you give yourself to something bad, you will reap the consequences of that action. I was speaking to my grandmother one time and she was like, oh, well, you know, you kids, you sow your wild oats. You know, that's an old saying, right? You've heard people say that. And essentially what it's saying is if you sow something bad, eventually you will reap something. So I told her, I said, Grandma, but if you, if you sow your wild oats, what are you going to get back when you, when you do that? Um, but the point is this, is that it's true. You can lie to your pastor. You can lie to your friends. You can lie to your spouse. But whatever you do behind closed doors, God sees it. And whatever you think behind a closed mouth, God sees it. The law of sowing and reaping is something you can't avoid. But here's the positive flip side of things is that God also sees the good that you do. And there is a reward for the good seed that you sow in good ground. So I've got a little seed here with me today. Uh, This is an apple seed. You probably can't see it too, too well. But if I hold it up the other way, you won't be able to see it. But this is an apple seed, okay? You can potentially plant this seed into the ground. And it will produce an apple tree that is potentially capable of feeding hundreds of people. 20 people, 30 people, hundreds of people potentially, but even more than that. Because in this small, seemingly very insignificant seed that doesn't look like much is potentially not only hundreds of apples, but thousands of apples. Because in this seed is potentially multiple apple trees that can multiply more and more and more fruit. So I'm holding something that doesn't seem like much in my hand, but inside is potential that if you tap into that potential, something inside of this seed is powerful enough to do something like that. 
And so it's true of each and every one of us, too, that especially as you start a new year in 2020, I, I pray that you look at this new year as a clean slate, forgetting everything that's behind, and you say, this new year is a year of potential for me, that I can, I can untap some of the potential that's been lying dormant inside of me. By the way, I'll go ahead and throw this plug out there. Next week, we'll be kicking back off next steps. If you feel like you heard something here today um, that, that, that spoke to your heart and you want to know more about Soma Church, we want you to be a part of Next Steps. We're going to be doing it next week, and it's a way that you can get to know what God's called you to do. You can get to know a little bit more about us, and then you can become a part of the serve team here at Soma Church. But we believe that 2020 is going to be a year of success for you. There's not a single person in here who wants to be mediocre in life, probably, that says, you know, for my life, I'd just like to be okay. You know, you've seen those commercials, right, from like Geico or whatever it is. And the doctor comes in. and he's, How's he at surgery? He's okay. And then the doctor comes in, right, and, then he, and they say, hey, just got out of being, uh, what was that, like suspended or something like that. We're ready to do this. You ready for that? And he says, I, I, I guess so. And he said, we'll figure it out. And then he goes back and does his next thing. Yeah, but we don't want to just be okay, right? Is there anybody that wants to be successful? Raise your hand. Yeah, I do. It's okay to want to be successful. Sometimes I think about that, well, I, don't, I just want to be a good person. I don't want to be successful. But, you know, like, what if we could be both? What if you could be a really good person and really successful, and we can make a huge impact that changes lives? I want, to, I want to be successful. So the way to that is by sowing a seed. Sowing is an old school way of just saying planting. You take something small, you plant it in the ground, you care for that thing, and then reaping, it's an old school word of saying, it's going to produce fruit, or it's going to grow what you planted. It's, it will have a reciprocal action. So let's go to Matthew, sorry, John chapter 12 and verse 20. And I'll show you how this works in our story here today and how Jesus taught this. So John chapter 12, verse 20 through 26. And I pay attention to the story. I'm going to try to break it down for you, but pay attention to the story as it kind of comes along. So some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration, so they're celebrating Passover, paid a visit to a guy named Philip. Now, the thing you should know there is that um, Greeks, uh, and Ph Philip is a Greek name. So these Greeks go to the one disciple of Jesus who is a Greek. So they're thinking they can get a little bit of, you know, extra help because they're going to their brother, to, to, to somebody that's familiar with them. So they go to Philip and they say, hey, we want to see Jesus. Uh, so they say, Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, they said, sir, we want to meet with Jesus. Give us that VIP experience. Give us that backstage. Let's get those passes and let's go hang out with the man, the myth, the legend, Jesus. And then Philip said to Andrew, Philip's like, I don't know if Jesus likes me as much as you, much as you Andrew, because you know your brother Peter over there. Peter, Jesus really likes him. So, um, hey, would you come with me? Let's go get Jesus. So they went together to ask Jesus. Now listen to this. Jesus replied, now the time has come. This is so crazy to me. Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. Guys, I know this is Jesus, so let's, let's, let's pull him out of the clouds for just a moment and put him here on this earth and right before us here today. They just got done asking, hey, can these guys meet with you? And this is the way Jesus responds. He was so confounding sometimes. Like he would never almost ever answer the question that was being asked. Can we see Jesus? And then Jesus says, now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter his glory. And I can only imagine that Philip and Andrew are like, so, so, so no, or like... 
what, what should I tell him? So it's time for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat, now here's the key, is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it, but those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. And then verse 26, it says, And anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now again, you're probably listening to that, and you're thinking to yourself, what does that have to do with sowing and reaping? Um, Here's how I think this works. They come to Philip. Philip says, all right, goes to Andrew, and the two go together, and they go to Jesus and say, these guys want to see you. So maybe Jesus isn't being coy. Maybe Jesus isn't being indirect. Maybe he's hitting the nail on the head and he's saying this. If you really want to meet with me, don't accept a superficial just one-time encounter. If you really want to meet with me, then this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to practice a spiritual law. It's the law of sowing and reaping. Except a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it shall not live. But if it does, then it will produce. So essentially what he's saying is this, is that you got to take the seed and you got to plant it in ground and the kernel of wheat is the seed. And, and he's saying this outer shell, what's inside of it's got to come out. And then once that process happens, that's when you will see me. Now, nobody's amening this yet, but because, I'm a, because I need to explain it a little bit further to help you understand exactly what this means. But essentially, here's the point. To see Jesus, to really see him. Now, this is where the real read comes out. Not just go to church. Not just have another service. Not just be religious. Not just genuflect at the cross and then not really have a personal relationship with Jesus. If you really want a personal relationship with Jesus, you got to practice this. The law of sowing and reaping. Now let me break it down for you just a little bit to kind of help you understand um, what we want to reap and what does it mean to truly sow. Because I'm gonna, So I'm going to go, the first thing first is that, is that Jesus addresses the reaping here because these men want to see Jesus. Which, by the way, is a really, really great thing. I want to encourage you to do something. I, I want to I argue if I can, not argue, argue, but argue if I can, defend the idea that the thing in 2020 that we need to be sold out on is what these guys were, were desiring after, to meet with Jesus. Is Jesus at the center of what you're doing right now and everything in this life? Is he what you're about? Do you really want to meet with him? If I were to ask you here today, what's your purpose for existence? Why are you here? Why did you wake up this morning or any morning? You go to work and you do your thing. And sometimes we find ourselves in that matrix, matrix-like kind of drone lifestyle of work, paycheck, work, paycheck, work, eat, paycheck, go. And, and, but why do we live? Why do we exist? I want to encourage you to make the one thing, even if you're not a Christian here today, I want you to to entertain this idea. I want you to make the one thing in your life that you're seeking above all else is to really meet with Jesus because that's the promise of the New Testament is that Jesus is no longer a distant God up in heaven, but he wants to come to this earth and meet with you. And he'll send you something called the Holy Spirit to live inside of you so that you're not just talking to the air when you pray or so that you're not just going to work every single day by yourself. 
Even though you may have coworkers around you, you know, you guys have been in social settings or maybe you don't know somebody and you feel like the loneliest person in the room and, and it's a room full of people. You don't ever have to go to that party alone ever again. You can go with Jesus because he wants to live inside of you. So the thing that matters more than anything else, I think, in 2020 is that we establish what we're going to be about. And now maybe if you don't even buy that or maybe if you say, okay, why read? Um, I want to I throw this out there. And this is a bold statement. So you can, you, can, uh, you can test me on this. But I believe this is true. So if Jesus is not the center of what you're seeking, you will be asked eventually to compromise your values. And then here's the even bolder statement. And when I say values, I mean who you are, your character, your, 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 your morals. If Jesus is not at the center... You will eventually be asked to compromise your values and your convictions. And here's the bold statement. And eventually you will. Eventually you will. Because if the one thing that you're seeking is not bigger than the thing that's inside of you, you will eventually compromise your convictions to get that thing that you're seeking after. It happens time and time again. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be successful without Jesus. I'm not even saying that you can't be successful without doing what we're talking about here today. What I am talking about is that eventually along the way, you'll be asked to compromise. You'll be asked to do something that you really don't believe in. Listen, you can do this even in the most gentle, um, even in the most unseeming settings that, that don't really seem um, outwardly bad or anything like that. You can do it in social settings. Like all of a sudden you have to gossip like everybody else that's around you to be a part of the in crowd. You think that only happened in high school, but it doesn't just happen in high school. It happens in social settings. Uh, where, or maybe you're at work and, and to get that promotion, you have to, you, your boss asks you to do something that you know is not right. Or even you're, you're convinced that the best way to do that is just to fudge a little bit here, to cut a corner here. Eventually, if what's inside of you is not bigger than the thing that you're seeking after, you will compromise your values. So I want to encourage you to seek one thing and one thing alone and, and make that your goal and then let everything else fall into place under that, which is this. Jesus, can I meet with you? Schedule him in your daily life. Make room for him. Every single, every single opportunity that you can to, to find a place where you can just truly meet with, with Jesus. And I mean that. Schedule it in your day. You schedule meetings with people over coffee at Starbucks. Schedule a time where you meet with Jesus and do it. And listen, let me go back to kind of the idea that I was talking about before. Because my family, you'll have to forgive me, we just got done watching the new Aladdin. So it's the second time a Smith has ruined childhood movies for me. Karate Kid was the first one. And now Aladdin. I'm just kidding. I love the Smiths. But the whole purpose of that movie was this, is to convince people, or the whole purpose of that genie idea, where you have three wishes and you can get whatever you want, was to, was to show people that often the thing that you think you want is not the thing that you really, really need. That's what that story is all about. And the one thing that will always return with dividends is seeking Jesus. Moses said it this way, you can send me to the promised land, but I am not going there if you're not there, Jesus. Listen, promised land. It was a place that was overflowing with milk and honey. Just think like Chuck E. Cheese for kids or something, right? You can go there. And Moses said, hey, I'm not going there if you don't go with me because you can bless me all you want. But if I don't have the gift giver, the gifts don't make a, a bit of sense and they don't really matter. See, success without Jesus is empty and it's not truly satisfying. We'll get into that in a moment. So, so that you don't think I'm giving you a get-rich-quick or a get-rich-slow scheme here today, the one thing I want to share with you more than anything is that success in your life will always be about 
Christ and his desires for your life, whatever that looks like. All right, so that's the reaping thing. What do you want to reap in 2020? I would encourage you to make Jesus the first priority and then let everything else fall into place under that. And then the next thing is this, is that what is sowing all about? What does that that mean? How am I going to reap that thing that I'm after more than anything? I want to promise you that your dreams will come true. And ultimately, I do believe this, that God gives you certain desires. You may want to do something. You may want to start a business. You may want to um, become a, a professional actor. You may want to ding, ding. Uh, you may want to do something one day that, that may be out of the blue and just bigger than you think that you can accomplish. Well, I do believe that all that's true, but make Jesus the priority in it. But here's how you'll get there. And so here's the next question. Do you want to see Jesus if the price tag is sacrifice? Do you want what you want if the price tag is truly sacrifice? Let me just say this. We love fires, right? You go to a fire and you're just like warming up to it, especially if it's got marshmallows because you know s'mores are coming and you just felt the Lord speak to you. You're going to that fire, right, to get warm. We love fires, especially right now, the weather. But there ain't a single person on the planet that likes chopping wood, except maybe this guy. Um, <laughs> right? Nobody wants to chop wood. Everybody wants to get warm to buy a fire. But the truth is, is that you don't get the fire without the people who are willing to chop the wood. Let me put it to you this way. Why do we like superhero movies? Why do we like superhero movies? I think it's part nostalgia. My brother introduced me to comic book characters when I was a kid. And by the way, this is the nerdiest sermon I've ever preached. Um, I, when I was a kid, he introduced me to superheroes. And so now you see these guys coming up on the big screen. It's kind of like your childhood heroes coming to life. So I think that's part of it. But, but I can't help but wonder. If the American Idol mentality of our culture is not also why we like superheroes. Let me explain that. Because very often superheroes have uh, this going for them. They're immediately thrust into power and then they have to think about what to do with that power. Maybe you think about Spider-Man and you can finish this with me. With great power comes great responsibility. You're nerds too, so I I don't feel as bad now. With great power comes great responsibility. See, that's the that's the paradigm for superheroes: power. And then you got to think about what to do with the power. But I think in the Bible, and I think in life, in reality, those things are flipped. I think God gives us an opportunity to be faithful and responsible. And then, if we are faithful, if we are responsible then he promotes us and he blesses us and he uses that, that thing to teach us so that we'll be ready for the next season of life. See, if we, don't, if we don't get the responsibility part, we miss the lessons that God wants to put inside of us because God is always more interested in the person than he is in the destination. If you're writing notes, somebody should have just put that on their Instagram. God is always, I'll do it again for you because I love you. God is always more interested in the person than in the destination. See, you're interested in like, I can't wait to be a Grammy award-winning singer. And God's like, I want to get you there, but I want you to become a great person on the way. Because I don't care about the trophy on your shelf. That ain't coming with you to heaven. And even if it is, nobody's impressed by that in heaven. What I'm more interested in is who you are once you become a Grammy award-winning singer. And once you become that actor. I'm more interested in you than I am in anything. That's what God would say. And so the point is, is that, is that if we want to see great things happen in our life, if we want to see success, we've got to practice this idea of sowing. So here's essentially what sowing is. It is sacrifice and it is patience. Galatians 6, 9 says this, and this is the church planting scripture verse of the millennia. 
And let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Why would Paul say this if there was not the tendency for people to give up? Listen, some of you guys are closer to blessing right now. And I'm going to say this not just because it's the right thing to say, but I'm going to say it because I believe it about people in this room. Some of you are closer to blessing right now than you could possibly imagine. And if you give up, you'll miss it. You're you're so close. Don't stop pursuing God. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. I know it's been difficult. I know there's been dark nights of the soul. I know there's been moments where you think to yourself, is it ever going to happen? Maybe it won't happen the way that you think. But don't stop. And don't stop believing. Come on. Has anybody got journey in their spirit this morning? (laughs) You do. I knew you would. (laughs) All right. So so it's sacrifice and it's patience. So I'm rounding up here. So Isaiah 40, 31. But I'm having the time of my life. Hopefully you guys are too. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. One of my favorite scripture verses, Isaiah 40, 31. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. What are you waiting on? What are you believing God for? Through sacrifice, pouring water, digging the right soil. If anybody's ever planted a seed, most of us haven't here in this place. Most of us have never planted something. We're good at killing stuff. I gave my wife a cactus when we first got married because I was like, If this woman can keep this cactus alive, she'll be okay with my kids. Now, she killed the cactus, but it was because she overwatered it. So it was like, oh, too nurturing. All right, that's okay. So like, when I spank them, I'll send them over to you. That's the deal we'll get. But sacrifice, taking care of it, sunlight, soil, water, taking care of that thing and putting effort into that thing. Patience. Over a period of time, and i got to quote this verse of Scripture because some of you need to hear this today. In the Psalms, it says that there's a guy that goes to the, to the field with seeds in his hand, and he returns home every, every day weeping. But one day, one day, he returns home with sheaves of wheat in his hand, rejoicing. Because over a period of time of faithfulness and sacrifice and putting forth effort, and and hard work, and blood, sweat, and tears, all of it one day pays off. The runner in the race doesn't say, well, I got 75% of the way there and I ran fast. The runner in the race feels that euphoric moment when he finally crosses the finish line. He or she. Even Even if they weren't first, they finished. You get to the finish line and great things happen. And great things happen. So here's the conclusion of the message here this morning. Sacrifice, and if you're writing notes, I want you to write this down. Sacrifice plus patience plus conviction. So sacrifice and patience with the sowing. And then make sure, the the, the conviction part is make sure you're seeking the right thing. Make sure you're so, you're, you're, you're wanting to reap the right thing. So sacrifice, patience, plus conviction will equal satisfying success. So I mentioned this earlier, satisfying success. What I mean by that is this, is that you can have successes in life, but ultimately they won't be all they're cracked up to be. 
I wonder if we could get into the head of some like big time actors or big time uh, musicians or something like that and say, is it cracked up to be all that you think it is? Is are you glad you're famous? I wonder, I wonder what they would say to us. I can tell you this story. Deion Sanders on the night where he was the MVP and a Super Bowl winner for the first time. Brand new Corvette for being the MVP was sitting in his driveway. And instead of going to the Super Bowl party, if I'm remembering the story correct, instead of going to the Super Bowl party that night, he went to his hotel room and he cried his eyes out because he felt like it would mean a lot more to him that he had just achieved the pinnacle of the sport that he was in. And he cried his eyes out because he had succeeded all of this stuff outwardly, but inside he was so empty. And it was there in his room that night where he got on his knees by his bed and asked Jesus Christ to come into his life and save him. And he was forever changed. And now, which I think is comical, you can see him on Bear Grylls surviving whatever it was when he got actors, him speaking in tongues. Some of you don't know what that is, but don't worry about it. Anyway, he's a Christian now, and he was speaking in tongues on national television. I'm just like, you go, boy. Um, um, but, a, but a God-fearing man now um, who who realized on the eve of his greatest success how empty he was. So sacrifice plus, plus patience plus conviction equals a satisfying success. That's what I want for me. That's what I want for each and every one of you guys. Patience, sacrifice, conviction. Do the right thing no matter what in the waiting. And I promise you, it will equal. Some of you need to hear this today because you've got pain in your heart. Because you're hurting over the things that you thought you would have achieved by now. You're hurting over the fact that you were believing God for so much more and your expectation does not seem to match up to a God who's all-powerful, all-loving, and all-knowing. It's like, where are you at? Some of you feel that. And here's, and here's what you need to hear. Patience plus sacrifice plus conviction equals satisfying success. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. For more messages like this one, please check out our channel for past episodes. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing and sharing with friends. For more info about Soma Church, please go to soma-church.com. We love you and we can't wait to meet you in person.